Welcome to a new episode of the India Independent Films Podcast. This is Rahul Desai here. Um, I'm a film critic with Film Companion. I have with me <clears throat> today my uh, good friend and the mint uh, film critic Uday Bhatia. We are here this week today to discuss two Hindi films that released last week. Two of three Hindi films that released last week with both of us, us uh, have managed to watch. Uh, the first is Jadugar, which was a Netflix release. The second is Shabash Mitu, which uh, released in theaters across the country. Um, we will start with Jadugar. Um, before we proceed, uh, it has to be mentioned that both of them are technically sports films. Uh, and that's one of uh, Uday's and mine's favorite topic to talk about, uh, sports biopics and sports films in general. Uh, so, I mean, it should have been right down our alley, but it went into an entirely different alley altogether. Uh, Uday, you <clears throat> reviewed, uh, of course, Shabash Mitu and uh, you did end up watching Jadugar finally. Uh, I'd like to think for the this podcast alone. Uh, so, your uh, before before we proceed um, a little further, just a few lines about Jadugar. Uday, would you like to uh, take this one? Uh, sure. Uh, it's... Um... Uh, so it's it's about a young magician uh, uh, played by Jitendra Kumar, uh, mm-hmm. whom uh, most people will know from TVF and as the lead in Panchayat. Uh, so he's a magician in a small town, which is football crazy. They have like a, a, a long tradition of, of uh, local footballing and uh, but their team is um, kind of fallen on hard times and his uncle is trying to uh, desperately trying to revive their culture and um, Jitendra couldn't care less about football he just wants to um, become a better magician and to uh, impress uh, well, two girlfriends really. I mean, uh, one at the start of the film whom he loses because he's a terrible boyfriend, and then uh, a second who comes along uh, called uh, Disha, uh, played by uh, Arushi Sharma. So he's trying to impress her, and it becomes a little more complicated, needlessly, I think, because her father is uh, the is one his his guru like his magician guru he's a magician himself and he's teaching him and he also places um, uh, a certain conditions that uh, jitendra will have to fulfill in order to uh, win disha's heart one of which is like betraying his own team uh, no first it's getting to the finals of of the of the football tournament which is uh, very difficult and then it's betraying his team so a, a lot happens really and there's a lot of time for this to happen in because it's 160 minutes which is a crazy length for mm-hmm. this kind of middle of the road film and uh, rahul you've written about the length in your review and i think this is one uh, film in which you really do have to talk about the length because you everything is taken at such a leisurely pace uh, mm. that uh, you know there's really no excuse uh, for it to be that long it's just that things are being done like very leisurely and very sort of like a lot of stuff happens that is absolutely not moving the story anywhere and is not really giving us any insight into the characters yeah, first of all, I mean, <clears throat> the length of the film has to be put down to the makers of the film, right? I even mentioned in the review, it's coming from Poshampath Pictures, which is basically founded by ex-TVF people, the guys who had actually founded TVF and, you know, made them the TVF that they were. Uh, so this obviously plays out like, you know, one of those very flimsy TVF web shows that have really low stakes and nothing to lose sort of... Uh, uh, glorified skit sort of thing it plays out like like 6 20 25 minute episodes which is why this 165 minutes as a film is i mean we've heard of netflix films being divided into like three episodes to make it a web series this is the opposite it feels like a web series has been like sort of forcibly fused to form uh, uh this 165 which is bizarre for a for a film like this because okay sure there's so many things happening but i have to i mean you have to wonder uh, how in the world they connect magic football and a love story? Like I was, I, I was in absolute like I don't even know if I was in awe by the end of it because I was like, you really have to uh, 
be i mean you have to really lack self awareness as filmmakers and as writers to not know that you know you are basically making a directionless film that doesn't know whether it's a parody of sports films whether it's a parody of love stories uh whether whether you know uh, whether football or whether magic stands like what kind of role it plays in the film so you know that entire <clears throat> thing that tvf used to do in its early years 2013 14 where it used to make these videos that go viral you could see a lot of that even in this you know there were just a bunch of scenes that were put together that looked like funny on paper when they were together but there was no connection between them like why in the world would a father who is a magician want uh put that condition saying you reach the final of a football tournament how is it related like assure uh, you yeah. want to basically show that oh i'm going to make my protege face his worst fears that's only way he can become a better magician that's bullshit uh, uh you know if you if you actually look at it uh in terms of a narrative it makes no sense like it's just a bunch of things being put together for the heck of it because it's a small town film uh let's just like put magic let's just put football and of course the love story is entirely incidental it felt by the end of it uh so you know the, the i mean there are so many films we see that uh that sort of have an identity crisis but this is right up there like uh sure it has no business being this long but a lot of it is down to uh the fact that it doesn't know what kind of film it is uh, jitendra kumar doesn't know what kind of role he's playing is he a comedian is he is he sort of playing a satirical version of a uh, of a magician or is he playing a serious lover in this film because the, the scene sort of flit between different tones which really pissed me off because like i i can stand no actually i can't but i'll just like say it for effect i can stand really terrible films that have no where to go <laughs> but but this one where where we sort of just flits around in every direction hoping to land something uh, it, it's bizarre and it's so it's not even surprising that netflix is the one that commissions yeah i mean that's become just like part of our lives now uh, watching just like really misfiring stuff from netflix i mean there's just their their quality control is well no quality control really uh, but uh, it, it's it, it's weird almost that you know you could take out the magic altogether or you could yeah. take out the football altogether <laughs> and you'd still have a whole feature length film there and yeah. it would probably be a better film uh, yeah. like if you took either of the two out I, I i'd prefer the magic going out altogether because it's like i i i don't think it's very uh done with any conviction at all uh yeah. but uh, if they done the uh, just done the football and they have a reasonably affecting storyline and uh, one thing i do like in the film is that they do sketch personalities for all the all the players on the team and mm. uh, even for the opposition team and when we come to shabash mittu of course this is a huge problem which i have with the with that film but we'll get to yeah. that but out here at least i like that you know by the end i could probably name at least like you know identify eight seven to eight people on the team with what they do or what their you know situation in life is so you know in that at least i i thought that the film was you know had had some detailing there which was which was nice but uh, it's just as 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 you said it kind of seems to go in a lot of directions which has uh just nothing to do uh, the the big scene where he does a, a successful uh, magic show at the end and mm-hmm. he kind of wins over uh, disha uh it kind it's sort of uh, there there's been no indication up till then that he uh, has any real commitment to any of his romantic partners he's just too distracted a guy and he's too committed to his magic and then suddenly he's uh, you know he's he you know he just does this one sort of skit it's not even a magic trick and uh, and she's like oh yeah like now i believe that he's totally committed to me and the father also completely believes that and uh, it, i found that very weird and also i i i felt like ek ladki ko dekha to aisa laga i had probably done that uh same kind of skit to similar uh, if not better effect earlier and probably a lot of other films that i'm not even thinking of 
Yeah, it's it's actually a skit out of straight out of Britain's Got Talent. I know because I used to watch a lot of reruns <laughs> of the show on YouTube while eating my my meals. So I used to this this entire shadow storytelling that we saw in this also. Uh, it's a big thing in talent shows, and it, it it you know it always more often than not it wins the show. I think there was a Ukrainian group that did it very well on one of these talent shows. Uh, but that's I'm I'm pretty sure all the films got their ideas from them. That's exactly why I felt like even the magician part was just written into this. First of all, for the marriage proposal, which comes early in the film, uh, where he is sort of. uh goes to her balcony and does a impromptu magic show downstairs uh from the street and you know basically tries to make it look really innovative and and cool it's a it's a scene we've seen 100 times in different kind of films um and secondly it's it's entirely for that part where he wins over disha and her father and the father was a very strange character you know like manoj joshi we've been seeing in <laughs> in for roles in roles as the father as you know as various family members over the years yeah. uh, you know very veteran gujarati actor does very well in hindi films but uh, very strange character i was like what kind of demented soul is this like he's like every time first of all he, he, he puts conditions that are absolutely not related to anything uh, saying you go reach the football final then once he reaches the football final he like now let your a uh, new family down which is basically uh, his team members down and lose the final like yeah. basically a match fixer sort of uh, conflict happening and there's for that it has to be mentioned there's a back story where disha obviously has suffered earlier because her pre- uh, she's a divorcee and her husband her ex husband chose his family over her eventually so this guy the father wants to see if her new suitor chooses her over uh his extended family which is which bizarre. is just like, so bizarre i mean so bizarre i i could not i i don't know how he played that scene with a straight <laughs> face it is just so weird i mean it's <laughs> and the, the funny part is he did play it with a straight face and like he did uh, take the scenes very seriously and it felt like he was acting in a different film altogether and that's also another problem with these tip x tva productions and the tva productions also um, you know given that they have sort of come of age making certain kind of skits like stories even their good shows like gullak panchayat and all sure i mean that but it's always a very modest sort of slight um, retelling or or slight world building that you know they somehow sometimes get right but when it goes wrong where something like this where you're trying to basically make like a like an extended parody of the world that we see around us i saw it the first production was this web series called home shanti a couple of months ago which was basically a rip off of gullak which is the current tvf show that's doing so well and it's it's basically about a family that lives in a it's a web series it's a it's about a family that is uh, uh, building their own house in a small town and it's every episode deals with different stages of construction of the house which sounds nice on paper again this was uh, poshampa which was first production but it just looked so tacky and again directionless it it felt like it was not performed well even though it had great actors it had manoj pawa it had uh, uh, you know supriya patak uh, mm. you can't go wrong with those actors generally but they did somehow go wrong because the craft was really weak and uh, and it still felt like they were stuck in 2013 the filmmakers uh, uh, where they were still making these youtube videos so every scene felt like a skit and the same go the same holds true for jadugar as well like even the good parts that we like you know the characters in the football team uh, and even jave jeffrey's character for that matter who i found was quite nice uh, yeah. uh, even the uncle character all of this was still designed with you know that entire sort of spoofy mental sensibilities that you know have really gone outdated like it's 2022 now it used to be funny at one point of time farah khan used to do it with actors self referencing themselves and self parodying themselves and now tvf is still stuck in that aib era of 2012 13 still doing the same thing and you know i find myself writing this about this again and again but it has to be called out because they are not going to really evolve otherwise because there was a story somewhere in there even as you mentioned if you take out the magic there's a there's a very diy sort of uh, football story in there small town football story in there uh, but yeah. but and there's a love story in there but you know and there's the the other habit of them really creating this world where there is no class no caste conflict no 
real life real world conflict as such the only conflict is when the uncle tries to commit suicide once and even that is reduced to a punchline right by the end of yeah. that scene because he yeah. jumps from the first floor of uh, what we thought was like a terrace of a building so it's it's all very like muddled and confused and it, it shows a refusal to evolve into like the streaming space of storytelling which has moved on and these guys are still sort of left behind and it's it's just the twists are not only they they don't make sense within the you know uh, within the uh, film but it's also just they're so unclever in the sense you can see them coming a mile off with yeah. the 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 player that isn't from the colony whom they get in at the last moment because they need to register their team and uh, you just that's a ticking time bomb it had to happen it was just like you had to like whether it would happen in the final or the semi final was really the only uh, uh, question there and even things like you know uh, 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 minus betrayal of the team that again is signaled from way off you know that will you know that's going to happen so you know the, these things are kind of like there there has to have been a cleverer way to bring in a lot of these uh, uh these things yeah i mean there had to be a cleverer way to make the entire film because you know there's this hangover of uh sort of being very clever and you know paying ode to like bollywood or old school hindi sports dramas or sports dramas for that matter which yeah. which is the tone the guys who made jadugar were aiming for but it really fell flat because there's no way to hide in 165 minutes or whatever it is and yeah. and i've seen this happen before as well like it's it's just uh, it's confused uh, storytelling and for once like i didn't even like jitendra kumar you know i'm i'm regular he's a very affable sort of presence on screen most of the time uh, you know beat panchayat or beat in shubhmangal jada sadan where i thought he was pretty good uh you know as the partner of ayushman kurana but uh, but yeah here he just seemed at odds with the kind of script that he was in and it just felt like a very misguided sort of uh, lead role where he just wanted to carry a film but didn't know how to do it and uh, you know there were a lot of nice supporting characters in the film as you mentioned but really none of them eventually came through i i particularly like javed jafri in this but again his role wasn't his role was sort of reduced to a joke after a while and it, the uncle character felt like you know we didn't know whether we should take him seriously or laugh at him or really like feel for him because he was literally the only character with some sort of integrity in the film or some sort of emotional arc in the film because he had lost his family and uh, jitendra kumar is the character he brought up his nephew uh, but yeah the, i don't think the filmmakers have a sense of sort of narrative and storytelling that is sophisticated enough to carry a film that wants to do so many things at once i you know i also like javed jafri i thought he was excellent and yeah. um, uh, it took me a while to kind of figure out where i'd seen uh, arushi sharma uh, yeah. and then i realized that uh, she's the one keeping that really excellent straight face while uh, kartik aryan is dancing around her in davajkal which yeah. is like the one of the only good scenes from that film and yeah. uh, <laughs> i was happy to kind of realize that before the film ended but yeah, yeah i don't think the i i don't think her character really has any uh, noticeable arc though i think she does well and i uh, i mean i i hope to see her in in better films uh, in the future uh, and she has a nice sort of uh, serious uh presence uh and uh, you know I, i think she'll do well uh, if you know she's not in these you know yeah. terrible films yeah yeah she does it's i mean she does pretty well with whatever she's given and like even uh, the same can be said for a lot of the other actors in the film as well um yeah. but yeah Mama i'm joshi actually, also i yeah mahesh joshi as well and you know same with like the supporting character jave jeffrey you all wish that you sort of wish it was almost a web show at one point because you're like maybe we wouldn't have been so harsh if it was not a 100 not a 3 hr film almost uh, but you know i i feel like i would have been on a different sort of language of frustration then if it was a web show so there there really wasn't escaping the material that it was really saddled with and i'm quite surprised that streaming platforms in 2022 do not see a problem with this at a script level which is bizarre like i mean i I'm, okay sure it's an original film technically even though it's like a derivative film beyond all uh, sort of uh, you know reels but uh, 
but yeah it's it's quite surprising to see films like this being greenlit uh, even right now even after netflix has made mistake after mistake after mistake especially when it comes to the feature length dramas um it's it's pretty surprising and uh, i was just sort of it, it was the first film i had watched last week uh, of the three bad films and it really set the tone for what was a very torrid week for me uh, <laughs> which would segue into into our next film which is an actual sports drama uh called shabash mitu which is about uh, um indian cricketer mithali raj who just recently retired last month or last last month uh um, uday would you like to maybe a few lines about shabash mitu before we get into it ah oh god yeah so uh, um so this is a biopic of course of mithali raj uh, perhaps one of perhaps the greatest uh, woman cricketer um, uh, out of india uh, okay. definitely one of the greats of the game and uh, uh, it's uh, strange to see a biopic come out so quickly uh, after the retirement i don't know if they had any idea that this the retirement would come now maybe mithali did at least uh, that she knew that the film might come out around that time and yeah so anyways it's uh, it's it, it's a, a a whole career biopic as it were like from the time that she discovers cricket uh, when she's a girl of around 8 uh, to the time when uh, she uh, i think till the 2017 world cup is when it ends ends off so she still has uh, more of a career to go but that is it kind of builds up to that Uh, I say builds up, but the film does nothing in terms of a build up. But we'll get to that uh, in yeah. a bit. Uh, uh, let's just talk a bit about the earlier parts of the film, Rahul, because I think both of us really detested this film. Uh, yeah. uh, and uh, but uh, if I had to choose between the second half of the film and the first. I'd still probably just about manage to tolerate the first because I I think yeah. it kind of. as long as you know we had the the young girl playing mitu and you had those scenes with her friend and the family and all at least that felt you know honest and it sort of spent a bit of time trying to figure out you know how a lot of you know uh, uh women in india might come to cricket maybe not directly but you know sort of sideways and how mithali's legacy means that they may not have to do that in the future for example out here in the film mithali shown uh, as uh, uh, someone who is not very interested in sports and who instead uh, is learning how to dance and uh, her friend uh, uh, who kind of joins the dance class is much more interested in cricket and she kind of uh brings her to the pitch and mithali just shows a natural talent maybe it is a bit of a stretch to show it happening so quickly like that um, uh but at least i liked the i i liked that sort of setup a bit the way how you know she thinks of her training from the bharatnatyam and brings that into sort of keeping her eye on the ball so at least these are like small instances of you know uh, a, a film thinking about how to present a scenario that we have seen now in a lot of sports dramas but maybe do it a little bit differently yeah i mean you're right like if i had to really sort of choose a part of the film that i could really sit through and not like want to hate i'm going to streamline my rage here a little but uh, it was definitely the first like 15 or 20 minutes of the film where there are some nice kid actors playing you know mithali and a fictional friend noori uh, at a young age like at like 10 or 11 years old or 9 or 10 or whatever whenever uh, sort of mithali took to cricket because of this tomboyish friend that she had uh, those were decent scenes they were well acted at least by the children who played them i can't stand kid actors most of the time and i think there were some very over smart flourishes here also in terms of dialogue and in in terms of like the setting but i thought the kids were doing pretty well of course we will come to the film's main problem which is it has no sense of narrative or time and uh, we will come to that later uh, but even those scenes where mithali sort of 
holds the bat for the first time and then that montage that plays of course songs play over almost every passage of time in the film uh, right. that montage that takes her from like holding the bat for the first time not being able to connect and then being told that imagine this is bharatnatyam which is what she has some real passion for or which is what she grew up doing and then she connects with the ball even though it's good on paper it was executed pretty terribly uh you know it, it sounds like a nice little scene on paper i can totally imagine filmmakers getting excited when they read it on paper uh you know how to sort of um take a more conventional aspect of uh, say growing up as a girl in that environment and applying it to a, an unconventional aspect like cricket uh and you know it, it sounds good but it was just there was no sense of like curiosity as a filmmaker when it came to shooting these sequences or editing these sequences because she just connects the next ball and one minute later she is already playing some perfect forward defense shots when a, when the boys team comes and mocks the girls yeah. playing to the leg yeah. absolutely i mean my heart sank when i saw the boys team turn up because obviously she is going to like bat fine like from yeah. the and bizarre because there was no sense of her going from connecting the ball for the first time to playing those perfect forward defense shots if we didn't even see nuri teach her that like yeah. even though she says that my friend nuri taught me how to play cricket like this uh, there was no sense of that it's just that because the coach was there with the boys team he saw that because and and she plays she played those shots uh, seemingly out of nowhere um, so that is where i started getting real red flags of course other than the fact that you know uh, when she reaches a pitch for the first time in the middle of the ground she sort of almost does a bharatnatyam sort of thing there <laughs> and uh, bends down to like do some very traditional sort of custom then i was like okay now they are taking it too far now that entire um, the entire juxtaposition of two different kinds of women two different kinds of girl uh, girls uh, uh, in that particular setting is getting a bit too pretentious uh and you know as it turns out the entire film is full of that and it never stops after that it never ceases uh and and what is shocking is of course the transitions are a big problem in this film as is the case with most indian biopics the transitions you you are looking basically at her eyes and she goes from like uh this this sort of awkward 12 year old uh mithali raj to a tapsi pannu mithani raj who we realize is only 15 years old apparently because that's when oh, wow. her friend nuri is that's when her friend nuri is getting married right that's when she leaves uh, yeah. when she to pick her up and uh, that's when nuri's voice over says that she's 15 which means even mithali was 15 or even younger for that matter so you have essentially tapsi pannu appearing for the first time as a 15 year old mithali raj which is bizarre oh, i i didn't make that calculation yeah that's that's just insane yeah uh, it's but but you know it's just like then uh, it's if uh, you see you you have like you you see vijayraj coaching her and perhaps there's like the one bit of coaching that he imparts to her is that he sees her back leg dragging forward when she's playing her strokes and yeah. so he nails it down uh, to the pitch so that that back leg can't move and that kind of fixes her technique in place and it's like the one bit of uh technical advice that's given and that's it like after that for all the cricket that happens in in the whole film there is nothing technical about it there's maybe like one mention given by the manager that keep your head straight uh and that's about it otherwise it's just you're just supposed to assume that mithali raj is a perfect player who just like god given technique and uh, whereas actually so much must have gone into it and it would have been fascinating to see not only you know how she acquired the technique and how she worked on it and how she was trained but also what the state of women cricket uh, was uh, during those times like did she have an influence on how people batted did uh, you know the the techniques evolve to a point that uh, she was perhaps left behind a bit uh, by the end of her career uh, did, you know was she an attacking player or a defensive player we don't even get to know that because basically through the film all we see are highlight reels 
of yeah. all her matches. There is no narrative to any of the games. We don't see her play a single defensive stroke. We only see her hit fours, uh, and uh, so she could, for all we know, uh, she could have been like a a, a very attacking player uh, uh, rather than you know a very well-rounded batsman or a, a defensive-minded and occasionally attacking batsman. So it's hmm. just it it does not present you with any kind of uh, honest picture of Mithali Raj. It just gives you the legend and asks you to accept it without mm. actually going into any detail of what made her special. Yeah, and you know, that's the thing, right? Mithali Raj, the reason she was so special for so long is because she was one of the very few technically correct players in the, not only in the Indian team, but in world cricket. Technically correct uh, women players. Because, uh, I mean, the her evolution chart or her style of batting was always considered a bit different to uh, you know the rest of women's cricket and uh, and th- that technique where you mentioned the vijayara scene where he nails her sort of shoe to the pitch to uh, to sort of uh, make her not drag her back foot while playing the cover drive um, the whole film could have done with so many more scenes like that because she, uh, given that it's played by Tapsi Pannu, she immediately starts playing some very attacking shots, even though Mithali Raj was not that player. You know, her strike rate became a big yeah. problem by the end of her career. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and you know, she was not that player. We are only seeing the force she hit and uh, we are only seeing the emotional turmoil she's going through while she's batting. She finds out that her coach uh, dies and then she goes to score her first century in uh, international cricket and uh, then she finds out uh, or before that she finds out that her best friend has gone and to get married and has quit the game and she's again playing very well and attacking sort of uh, you know just hitting sixes for fun and she gets selected for the Indian cricket team after that so just very superficial uh, sort of evolution chart for someone uh, as complex a player as Mithali Raj and what she represented or what she based her technique on. Of course, we she called herself Tendulkar at the beginning of the film and called her friend Kamli. Uh, but, you know, did that back foot thing ever tie into a scene later in the film or a moment in a match later in the film? No, it did not. Uh, like, there was never a danger after her technique was corrected. It was all about her and how she is basically sort of gifted and then it becomes a thing about women's cricket and comparing it to men's cricket and how why women's cricket doesn't get the attention it does in India uh, and how Mithali Raj was at the forefront of sort of dragging it into the spotlight by 2017 um, which which you know your first impressions on the these adult especially the women's camp that we see which we've probably seen in a hundred odd films uh, the women's camp her sort of adversaries within the team and you know what I found interesting is the one time they touched upon the fact that Mithali is one of the only players in the team who uh, comes from a background of privilege right? and who does not who is basically like the sort of female equivalent of Ganguly in the team right if you look at it like really uh, if you look at it you need a point of comparison like you come from a background of privilege so you're automatically mocked by others in the team who've come uh, a background of hardships and who come from different sort of uh, uh, states of the heartland and uh, uh, and that's that, that's where you can understand the conflict or the tension between the members and but she's so easily accepted into that team and she does not like there there was a film there like there was really a film there yeah. where you know how someone how someone sort of privilege and entitlement can work against her and her coach tells her once that all you have is technique the others have a history and they have their backgrounds they have their they fight every day to survive you only have your technique and you have to prove that but that's it it just felt like a bullet point in an entire sort of career story and they don't even do justice to the entire career story they uh, they don't even do justice to this idea, which in itself is quite powerful. I, I mean, it's good that the film at least realized that that is something that they can talk about and you know make it a thing. But I think the only effective uh, scene where they really uh, did something was when the uh, the character played by Sampa Mandal is talking about uh, uh, her father being uh, 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 working in leather. And uh, you know how the uh, how, how butchering happens and, and then how it's cleaned and how the leather is made and everything else. Uh, if uh, and 
the the montage where they're all playing cricket but from their own backgrounds is a bit clunky maybe a bit too on the nose but fine right. and uh, it's just but I, i i feel like the hazing which which happened if it had been done at a it's just so open and theatrical like there's that scene where all four bowlers are standing in one frame and tossing the ball up and down and she's suffering period pains and playing without a helmet and it's just such a like an obvious villain scene suddenly and i think if the resentments had been buried a bit and sort of unfolded of you know a little more subtly i think it would have been maybe a little truer to uh, to uh, you know anything that might have happened in in her life like that and also would have made for like slightly better filmmaking but again you know this doesn't feel like the kind of film that's directed or written by someone who knows uh, you know uh, how to make a sports drama uh, shrijit has claimed that he's like a, a very big cricket fan and all that but it doesn't really show at all like it no, nothing in the the making or the writing shows any feel for the game yeah totally i um, i agree and that's been a problem with most cricket like films uh, the the bunch of them that we've seen in the last year or so and the bunch of them that might be coming within the next year uh, this is yeah this is the pinnacle of that like when when shijit obviously like their bunch of like very pretentious filmmaking flourishes through the film like you mentioned all the bowlers bowling from their own backgrounds to her in her head her sort of reciting these roomy uh lines and poetry while she's practicing late at night in her head suddenly a voice over takes over and it makes it look like a shoe ad or a batting or a pad ad or a helmet ad or something like that because there's a vo- very psych- the very philosophical voice over playing in the background so and these things are never even introduced it's never even we don't see mithali raj and it is known that she used to read uh, uh, rumi's poetry when she's sitting on the boundary line before going into bat and that used to calm her down but there's never even a mention of that we are automatically uh, it is used as a narrative device where it becomes a almost a musical voice over while she's going through her particular experiences and hardships as a you know trying to uh, sort of drag women's cricket forward uh, in front of a very arrogant bcci which is the only thing they probably got right and uh, uh, but uh, yeah, that that's the thing these small little details where at least you should mention once how she developed her love for say poetry like that and how it what it does to calm her mind before going into bat uh, because all players have their own takes some listen to like music before going and some read some simply like are a bun- bundles of nervous energy some have showers uh, what was her like these little details could have added so much to the texture of the film and that's where it's so obvious that shijit and you know everyone involved in the creative part of this film are probably cricket fans but they have no feel for the medium itself they have no feel because making a cricket film is very different from just following the game and uh, and most of all this shows in the way they have really picked and choose the narrative and conveniently sort of lost any sense of time like i i'd really like to know what you think about like uh, it basically felt like one year in our career like by the end yeah. the 2017 world cup felt like the beginning of her career still that she was still leading india for the first time in a world cup but she was actually leading world cup for the uh, india for the last time in a world cup and that was <laughs> they had actually reached the final in 2005 that was entirely tidied over all we knew is that she came she became a star batsman then she became a captain she had a generational conflict with her captain then and uh, then uh, once the uh, BCCI refused to promote the women's game she quit the game and decided to sort of almost decided to get married and then she decided to come back and play the world cup and prove to everyone that women cricket in india is worth following that's it and all of this feels like it's happened in a period of maximum 2 years and even tapsi pannu's aging or the character's aging there's no absolutely no attention to detail there uh, it, it really feels like she's made her debut and she's making a comeback uh, you know almost within the same sort of phase it's uh, i don't even know where where the jumps were because yeah. the, uh, it, it's so bad in giving us any context of what we are watching whenever a match is presented in the, in the film 
it's over in i think a maximum of 10 to 15 balls like 10 to 15 deliveries uh, about 10 of which will be played by mithali and the rest five will be like some random people getting out her team the other team and then it's the end of the game and and that's it and that's how like an entire series could be just like 15 balls and then we are suddenly in another series and then another and then suddenly we are at the end of like not the end of her career but the end of the film in the 2017 world cup it's insane i mean it's it's just i don't even know from where they jumped to the world cup i i don't know if they took a jump of 10 years or or even longer than that because it's is there's just so little context i like suddenly they're in that team and what makes it uh uh even more disorienting is that uh, they decide not to use the uh, names of the actual cricketers uh, uh, besides mithali in the team which was a huge problem of mine with the film so either mm. you change mithali's name also mm. and then you know so everyone is fictionalized that's fine we'll figure out who is who you know from uh, from general details not that the film is supplying any useful details uh but um, just just to make you know julan goswami jhorna out here and then i don't i don't even know who the uh, you know who, who they were in- intending for the others uh mm. but uh, it's it's insane to me like that that big scene which is there which is there in the trailer and the start of the film and at the end of the film where they go into the bcci office to protest being given uh, jerseys with the male teams players uh, names on them and then they take off the jerseys to reveal um, jerseys underneath that with uh, their own names it's ruined because basically uh, all the names are like we've never seen these names before and i don't know how you can uh, i mean obviously they'll hi- hide behind you know we were not given the rights but can you imagine a film about the men's team which tried doing that dhoni mm. did not do that Dhoni had all the real names. I mean, it is clunky as hell, but at least they had the real names. I I cannot imagine the kind of ridicule which a film about you know uh, men's cricket in any era, uh, mm. which is based on the actual team, and but does not have the actual names or changes the names. It it would be mayhem. It the it, people would just laugh it out of theaters. Yeah, it was really disorienting, especially in those 2017 World Cup portions, right? Like, first of all, for me, I was—I mean, for the uninitiated, I can't even imagine how disorienting it was because the 2017 World Cup was actually towards the end of her career, so it was almost like okay, the BCCI has told her to told the women's team to perform and prove themselves, so she's come back to lead the team in the World Cup, and then suddenly during the World Cup, we when she reaches the 50. we are hearing that mithali raj veteran player reaches the 36th odi 50 and i'm like when the hell did that happen like i thought she was retired and i thought she had gone back to get married and i thought she she was away from the game for so long we didn't see anything till then that's one thing and the second thing is you talk the your talk your, the one thing you talk about which are the names um, which particularly came across in those scenes in where they are basically interspersing Uh, actual footage of the world cup uh, by putting tapsi pannu into the footage which was really badly done and then uh, intercutting it with her after she gets out she is standing at the lord's balcony in during the world cup final and and sort of watching and hoping the team gets across the awkward part is mithali raj failed in both the semi final and the final <laughs> so she spent a lot of time in the balcony uh, yeah. which meant that the people the the women out in the middle were actually not mithali raj and they were actual players uh, uh who were hamanpreet it was basically her coming of age in this world cup but there was not a word about her uh, yeah. we just saw her in little footage where she absolutely blew away the australian team in the semi finals but there was yeah. not not a word about her century even though it was one of the greatest innings ever played in a world cup uh, it was still all about mithali raj just watching and when we are back in the dressing room there is no sign of hamanpreet singh there is no sign of uh, any of the openers there is no sign of uh, the spinners dipti there there is nothing there is we have to then join the dots saying that okay there's a fictional film and real world cup footage that we have to like sort of somehow merge in our minds uh, 
real world cup footage by the way in which you can clearly see the the players actual names like on on yeah, their jerseys so it's just actually, insane because then you know where are these people in the film no they they're like being there under different names in the film so it's just i mean i i i cannot i i i cannot get over the audacity of a film like this thinking that it is uh, presenting itself as a tribute to women's cricket and kind of scolding the viewer uh, uh, that you know you should pay more attention to it and then pulling something like this it's 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 just crazy to me yeah i mean like uh, i was particularly enraged when i'm seeing like when i'm suddenly watching like oh the wicket falls down and you're watching smriti mandana sort of walk back to the pavilion and when they are in the pavilion it's just tapsi pannu watching them very broodingly uh, praying for the team to do well uh, it just yeah as you said like the audacity of the film to do something like that and the irony of them doing it and not realizing that they are actually sort of really giving a stepchild treatment to women's cricket the same way the bcci has been doing for so long until 2017 where the where arguably the whole nation woke up to women's cricket when we almost won the world cup and lost by like nine runs mm-hmm. uh, that's that's when i remember all of us watching that final and not really distinguishing between like a men's final and a women's final it was uh, a sunday which you know with the whole nation sort of tuned in and you could actually feel the feel that shift in gaze right towards women's cricket and that is the one thing that they probably figured that that was the time when it changed and not in 2005 not in any of the world cups after that but uh, but again uh, you know the entire the, the audacity to just look past julan goswami and hamanpreet kaur and dipti sharma and punam yadav it's it's insane because uh, because mithali raj was even though she led the team in that world cup her strike rate became a big issue like it yeah, became like a match definitely not the force that was bringing india to the finals i mean it's uh, it's and uh, it's 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 crazy and i i don't another uh, thing which i just i i don't understand is that like even i mean there've been only bad cricket films made really uh, they're just like you know maybe two good or three good cricket films made ever uh, and but even the bad ones uh, dhoni uh, 83 uh it's they have at least the ability to like create an in game narrative or an in tournament yeah. narrative you know basic things like who the opponent is what their strengths are what the match situation is you know what are the you know whether you're going to play in a certain way certain strategies that are being used something you know it's something you've got to imagine that the people who are watching this are also cricket watchers who will judge it from you know like a certain level of uh, intelligence about the game this just has nothing the matches are all interchangeable uh, and it's just so uh, shoddily done it's uh, i i i cannot uh believe that this film kind of got past whoever was producing it and putting money into it because even at a script level you have to have seen that this is just you know a, a great disservice to the game also yeah. like things like you know when you're getting to make a film about women's cricket let's have some honest you know uh, discussions about how they feel like do they i mean obviously they have a they probably have a good deal of resentment towards the cricket board uh, which is fine and that is shown and that's uh, you know obviously very um, justified uh, i'm i i find it difficult to believe that they do not have or it you know at some point some resentments towards the public given that even the men's team which is adored by the public have kept them at arms length and are often you know they have this siege mentality like an us versus them thing that you know is just the team and the public doesn't support us when we are not doing well and so we don't really care about it it's only about the team about the team the women's team which is ignored which is condescended to have they never had feelings like this before but the film doesn't get into any of that oh that's that's way too complex <laughs> complex <laughs> like this to even like even think of forget get into like i'm not sure at any point in the process did did this particular angle ever come up like oh man our cricket films are so beyond 
you know behind the ball that it's it's just not even uh, yeah it's it's i mean i'd be surprised if i ever heard this like uh, you know even being talked about in a book for that matter like it it would be because like these films films like this they sort of stumble at such a fundamental uh, building block of these films that it's impossible to even go further and wonder what else the film could have been about or what else they could have touched upon in women's cricket or women's cricket relationship with the public or with the broadcasters or with the board uh, with their own families for that matter it's just very like every scene was like put in like a bullet point sort of powerpoint presentation where where you know every scene is supposed to address one particular angle uh, and, and that bizarre thing of them like her going to the wedding of one of her sort of um, mm-hmm. one of her ex uh, team members and then deciding to uh, sort of just basically take her out of her wedding to tell her to come to return to the indian cricket team i mean that is just gimmicky storytelling and gimmicky writing because that could have been done in so many different ways but they had to put a wedding in because you know they are so intent on like conveying and sort of really uh, fetishizing this entire concept of womanhood in in you know in the sports biopic that i don't think there's a, there's even a sort of shred of honesty to how they've approached like how women feel or how you know cricket players feel uh, uh you know given the kind of conflicts that because they've jumped like 15 years of a career so what is what are nuances like this um but yeah i mean a, a word on tapsi's performance i i was just going to say that we are coming to the point of the podcast where like you know the only point that people are really interested in which is rahul talking about tapsi uh <laughs> yeah, i'd like you to go first man i think uh yeah rahul talking about tapsi great um yeah and i just say that tapsi reacting to that uh, uh hopefully not i mean <laughs> but uh but yeah i just realized that it's probably her fifth sports film in quick succession uh say in the last 3 or 4 years um and i realized that the only films that i've really liked her in uh in the last 5 or 6 years have been the ones where she's actually playing an athlete but uh the sports itself is incidental to the film or her career itself is incidental like manmarzia okay right. like loop lakita right. in both she's ex key players okay yes. no one she's playing an ex runner one she's playing a ex hockey player yeah. the film is not a sports film it's it's yeah. a, it's actually a it's a love story both these films are different kinds of love stories yeah. and she's just playing a retired athlete or an athlete who didn't do enough with her career those are the only roles i've really liked her in and uh, you know the actual sports film that she does ironically they have been terrible uh this one is right there on top there's rashmi rocket which we talked about last year uh, which was awful um and uh, you know like it, the thing is there was always going to come a time when we knew that there's going to be a go to uh, female actor uh, for you know sports films and sports biopics and any role that requires some kind of sort of physical presence and tapsi was always going to be at the forefront of that because she started with roles in baby and spy flicks where she was probably one of the first to do these action sort of sequences or uh, very fluid sort of uh, play these very fluid characters who who are comfortable with sort of imposing their physicality in a men's field but uh, but you know with 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 sports films suddenly somehow she's been choosing the worst kind of scripts uh, there is no nuance no uh, nothing really um, i mean there's a lack of subtlety across even her performance here because like uh, i i thought her rashmi rocket performance was terrible but the one year i feel like uh, it's also a result of bad filmmaking and bad writing uh, because you know it's not really her fault that the film sort of narrative jumps from like 2002 to 2017 without really telling us but there's a lack of detail to her performance where she felt feels like she's stuck in one particular age it never feel, you can't tell the difference between a 15 year old uh, mithali raj and a 35 year old mithali raj or a 30 year old mithali raj who's playing the 2017 world cup it all feels like it's being done in one year and that's a failure of performance as much as it's a failure in filmmaking uh, right. because you know you're not you're supposed to tell if not from the prosthetics or the makeup which was terrible you're at least supposed to tell from the body language or the gait and there was no such thing with her performance here 
have a minor theory uh, regarding Tapsi, which is that I think her performances improve with the f- uh, with the character being better written and the film being good. I don't think she's. I mean, this sounds very basic, but what I'm saying is that she's not that interesting an actor to me, at least. That in a bad film, doing like you know, playing an underwritten character, she's still interesting. Like. Alia, I would find that like in a nothing role, she's still interesting. Uh, yeah. I would, I'd, I'd find uh, Vikrant Masse like that. Like you know, even when the film is really crap, I find him doing interesting things. Uh, yeah. But like she's more like Shahid Kapoor, I would say, in which mm. if the film is bland, if the character is bland, then I don't think they really bring much to it. And if something is you know, like really well written and a little bit complex, like Thappad or Manmarzia, I think she's really mm. good in those. Uh, I don't yeah. think she she transcends the material, is what mm. I'm saying. I've never seen her do that. I've, 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 she's at the level of the material for me most of mm. the time. Yeah, that's a very good point. And you're right, because I've liked her in a lot of films, actually, in the last five or six years, and like at least three or four films. Uh, and yeah, you're right. It's mostly the filmmaking and the writing that really presents. When she's presented with an opportunity to do something, she really does it. And she does as well as a character could or an actor could. And uh, yeah, you're right that that comparison with Shahid Kapoor is actually spot on. Because, you know, in fact, Shahid Kapoor was the most boring part of uh, even Padmavat. Like, and that was not even the worst film ever. It was just like he brought down the film single-handedly with how boring he was and as that character, as the yeah. Rajput that he played there. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, they are mostly pretty tropey and unremarkable in films that are badly designed and badly written. And we saw that in Rashmi Rocket. We saw that here. Uh, we've been seeing that in other films as well. But, you know, at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of hit or miss with her uh, because, you know, I ended up quite liking her and her performance or the film itself, like Loop Lapeta when I watched it earlier this year. uh, I I just felt like, again, she was playing a retired athlete, but I just felt like her, uh, her physicality in that performance really came across because I felt like her performance was in sync with the very eccentric filmmaking, with the very idiosyncratic sort of style of visual style there. And I like that she attempts roles like that or attempts films like that uh, in between like these really big turkeys like this one. Uh, and, you know, I, I really didn't expect this film to be something outstanding or anything. But I would have thought that uh, given that she's given a few decent roles, especially Manmarji is one of my favorite Tapsi Pannu roles. Given that she can do good, I was quite surprised that she wasn't able to transcend the material here, especially in terms of like a 27 or 25-year-old narrative where she's trying, she's basically playing different versions of the same character, but you can't see the difference between any. So that was a little disappointing, but, you know, then again, as you said, it's it's also the material that really limits her and she's not being able to do much about that. Yeah, I've, uh, and just a quick word on Amit Trivedi again, I've, uh, and now I'm getting the feeling he's stuck in the same problem as Tapsi, which is that uh, he yeah. def- he can't seem to transcend the material or even match it uh, recently. I mean, it's just uh, like, we've, we've, it's been a while, I think, since we've had like a great Amitrivedi album or even a really good one and uh, the songs in this are just totally nondescript like I I, I couldn't uh, tell the difference between any of them like I didn't I couldn't figure which was you know supposed to be like the great montage like rousing song and which is supposed to be like the nice reflective song they all sounded the same they all sounded the same that's exactly what I felt and that's you know he's fast approaching like the sort of career where it's almost like a Amit Trivedi trope generator sort of soundtrack now, where you can't really tell the difference between each track and you see these go-to lyrical crutches in most of them, certain words used, certain hooks used in every anthemish song and every sad song and every, uh, you know, every inspirational song. Uh, and, you know, it was, again, very disappointing because, uh, again, we know how important music can be to a sports film if done well. 
um you know it doesn't necessarily have to further the narrative but here it was used to further the narrative in all the worst ways possible in such disorienting ways and in such lazy ways it was almost as a substitute for actual writing of the film that you know we ended up hating the music as well as the narrative itself as well as the writing itself so it was it was the wrong way to use music in a biopic uh, you know these things don't necessarily have to uh, have a have some particular significance same thing for the background score same thing for the songs that were being used you knew that every time tapsi pannu every time mithali raj would reach a juncture in her life where she has to go through this sort of phase in her life to become a better player or to to uh, to overcome a particular obstacle you knew immediately that a song would start playing because the first of all the filmmaking was not uh, not was not even like mature enough to deal with any kind of uh, personal transformation and at the same time the music was a very very bland crutch uh, in this kind of storytelling i i in fact can't remember the last time i heard um, a good music in a cricket film or in a sports film for that matter um it's been a while like even though 83 had one or two sort of tracks that stay with you especially the lerado track uh, i don't think like you know the music played a big part in making that film better or in even like making that film acceptable at some level and you know the more i'm watching sports films and the more i have to mention this before we sign off today that uh, the more i'm watching these cricket films the more i'm starting to recommend to people to watch con pravin tambe uh which is sort of streaming on disney hotstar which is the only decent cricket film i've seen in the last uh, in hindi cinema i've seen in the last 10 or 15 years maybe probably since iqbal for all that you know for yeah. since i and uh, it, it really the more i watch these films the more i realize how well uh, they do the little things in that film and how well how a sports biopic can be made about a story that's already winning on its own but how it can sort of respect uh the respect the certain personality of a story and still do a very good job in terms of scale and narrative and that's why you know i'd, I'd still recommend listeners uh, you know watch that film it's not perfect it has its flaws it has its little manipulative flourishes but i think the cricket is done very well it's just about a player wanting to basically his ultimate dream is just playing ranji cricket and how often do you see that like it's 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 a yeah. big deal for a, and such a good mumbai sports film as well and uh, Yeah, so I can't recommend that film enough, and uh, I can't not recommend this film enough either. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you you saw a third bad film also. Uh, any oh, thoughts man. on that? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I gave that a miss. I might catch it when it comes uh, on streaming, but I I haven't watched. Yeah, one case. of case. What is it? Hit hit the something. Hit the first case, basically starring Rajkumar Rao and Sanjay Malhotra. <laughs> Yeah, you think it can't go wrong. It's a remake of a Telugu original which was made back in 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a whodunit basically. You know, typical haunted cop uh, dealing with mental demons. Then chancing about a case, his girlfriend goes missing. The same time, a girl goes missing in Jaipur as well. Both are connected. He has to figure out how they are connected. So it's one of those things where you know we've seen a hundred times. It's just one of the most bizarre instances of filmmaking that has no sense of stillness. no sense of you know like chill at all because it just moves like it just rolls on from one scene to another as if like people are reading out uh people are having a script reading session like the actors are having script. and it's one of those things where you can see the south flavor in the kind of very brisk no nonsense filmmaking like you just uh you just train over from one scene to another but yeah. it had one of the worst twists i've seen in recent memory in the end and of course every hoodan it has a twist and this twist was probably as bad as the vikrant mase hoodan it last month which i saw uh, which was called forensic um which was, which is streaming on z5 so yeah there's there's been this bunch of like suspense dramas that uh, have been sort of releasing in theaters and on streaming that that sort of have it in them to keep the to engage the viewer and i'd say that this film was still slightly better than shabash mitu and uh, both um, uh, and you know jadugar as well but having said that the you know it's the kind of film that i still would not recommend to a lot of people because you know this entire slow burning small town thriller where the slow burning is not there anymore it can't be tolerated and again this film was also particularly long for the kind of subject it's about and uh, 
yeah it was it was not a good experience it was the first film of the two of the double head i watched on the thursday before the friday so you know i i have a feeling that by the time i started watching shabash mito i was already pretty much in a mental space where i uh, <laughs> i wasn't really looking forward to reviewing any of the two films yeah. hmm. is there uh, anything else about shabash mito do we, we have to discuss or uh, i think I we are done i yeah i i i don't think there's anything really left to slam the film about but uh, really this one kind of deserves it uh, i i really i mean it it was tough to kind of get through it from yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Huh, uh, i think another busy week though of film viewing is coming up so yeah do another of these as the dhanush anadya armas film and uh, yeah is uh, rk and rk and um, hmm. yeah there's something else which i've forgotten there's that shamshera Shamsher. rk oh, yeah. sorry yeah. the big film of the week yeah the <laughs> yeah so we will probably be back next week with a longer podcast given the amount of releases this week uh, let's hope we survive it with great uh, sort of merit compared to last week and uh, yeah if any of you listening have any suggestions and have anything just write into us rahulnolesa@gmail.com bathia.ud@gmail.com and um, and we'll be back soon probably next week and thanks for listening um, see you soon see you